wanted me to uh, to take an audition at a TV station. Long story short, I got that job. And I've been getting jobs since then just based on instruction, do this, do that, try this, try that, that God has led me to try. My life meant absolutely nothing, not just to me, but to anybody around me a while ago. Now I stand here as Ike Osakiodua, succeeding strictly by the grace of God, strictly by the instruction of God, strictly by the favor of God. I talk for a living in a depressed economy and I own my own house. That's the grace of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the grace of God. God can take you from wherever you are, whatever you have as your history. He can take your life and make something of it. My time is up. I just want to take, say a quick word of prayer with you. If you are in a place right now where you're not excited about your life, or you think your life um, doesn't have meaning and there isn't much that can be done with it, I'd like you to just quickly rise up and let's just say a quick word of prayer. I'm not going to bring you out unless that's what you guys do. Um, Okay, so if you would like me to say a word of prayer with you about your life, you want to come to meet Jesus, you want to give your life to Christ, there's nothing to be ashamed of it. You can be keeping your swag, you know, and walk out like me with your third class. You can be keeping your swag and walk out and go right back to your life. Or you can make a turnaround right now. Yeah, there will still be struggles along the way. There were for me. I still messed up several times, and I still do. I still mess up every now and then. But it's crucial that you allow God to have his way. Your way doesn't work. I promise you. So if you'd like to give your life to Christ, I want to see your hand up. I'm not going to assume everybody here is saved because I don't believe it. All right. So uh, do you guys bow heads and close eyes? That stuff you do? Oh, I'm sorry. I like to give my life to Christ with swag. Hey, you know me. So uh, if you'd like to give every, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'd like to give you the privacy of this moment to give your life to Christ. Um, don't let anybody talk you down. Not even yourself. Don't let your mind tell you that this isn't worth it it's time for you to meet with the lord not by death but by giving your life to christ i see your hand sir god bless you your boldness will be rewarded i see that other hand your submission will be honored i see your hand ma'am i see you i see you as well my darling sister why don't you guys stand stand where you are just stand um Stand where you are. I, I still feel there may be a couple more people here that would like to give their lives to Christ. If you'd like to give your life to Christ, it's the best decision that you'll ever make. It's more important than any job you'll ever take, any woman you'll ever ever marry. It's the best investment you can make in your life, giving your life to Christ. If you'd like to give your life to Christ, join these who are standing. All right, I see quite a few people standing. I'm just going to pray with you. While I'm praying, if you want to jump up and stand with these ones, do that as well. All right. May the Lord bless you. May he take you from where you are right now and place you where he would have you be. May God take your life, mold it, and make something remarkable, amazing, outstanding in your life in the name of Jesus. I declare that concerning you, your past is behind you. May the Lord solve long-standing long problems concerning you. May he bring an end to your struggles. May he make such a great example of you that you will be proud to tell people that this day happened in your life. May God lift you up above your peers and above your fellows. May he lift you up above your sorrows also in the name of Jesus. May God take you and cause you to ride on eagle's wings. May you never be the one caught by the snare of the fowler, but may you always soar where others struggle to aspire to. May God take your life and make something of it now repeat after me today repeat after me and you guys sitting can join them repeat after me today i give my life to christ no don't say it like that say it with passion everybody in the hall say it today i give my life to christ i submit my will to his i submit my dream to his i submit my vision to his i submit my goals to his i invite you lord to take that which you paid the price for. Here is my life. Use it as you please. Here is my life. Make something of it. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Please put your hands together for these who gave their lives to Christ. I don't know if there's a way you correspond with them later. But um, please see Wumi. Wumi is the beautiful lady with the glasses and the green dress after service. She'll probably coordinate with you. God bless you guys. Amen. Let's just give God a clap of him for that lovely God experience. Yeah. And I mean, this month we've been talking about marriage and love between um, a man and a woman. And, you know, in the Bible, God uses the expression of the bridegroom and the church being the bride. And so this church, this song basically just says that 
I want to love you like you love me. We are fully convinced of the love of God, but we want to grow in that love of God, where that we love him as he has loved us. Amen? Let's go. your neighbor are, are you in love help me qualify that are you in love with God I hear he loves you I tell them I hear he loves you I didn't say you tell them I, I love you just tell them I hear he loves you 
Tell them I'm trying to love you too. It's not always easy to love you. But I'm trying. Huh? And I just made someone's day, right? You can see me later. Let's put our hands together. Let's celebrate the band. Uh, thank you so much for coming to church uh, this Sunday morning. Welcome to Life Point if it's your very first time um, here. Um, thank you for taking our time to come to church. And let's celebrate IK for such a beautiful God experience. Thank you so much, son. God bless you. When I see IK, I just see a pastor. Just, just see IK doing crusades. <laughs> Some reason I had us in Manila. I'm not sure why that came to mind. <laughs> Maybe in our 50s. But I used to know Ike when he was much younger. He used to, I tell him this morning, so we used to go to the same church, and he would sit, he used to have this seat you know, right in the middle of the aisle on the left. I was at the back then. Uh, but he, he's been such an inspiration and a testimony to see what God is doing with his life. And I trust God, for everyone who got saved this morning, that your life will be a testimony in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, I'm going to teach very quickly. Does anybody have a bit of more worship left? Anybody? Just anybody? Just a little worship left. Okay. Let's, the band don't like me when I do this, but yeah. <laughs> Let's just do one song. You put a, we can, um, what song should we do? What song should we do? Sorry? Uh, uh, we did it two Sundays ago now. <laughs> On this side, what song should we do? Where's goodness? What song should we do? No, that's your favorite song. Let's do. Which one? What, what are my favorite songs? Oh, no. my, my first song is um, which one is it? How does it start? How does it start? I will sing of your goodness. I will show forth your beauty. If I dance, it'll be enough. If I shout, it'll be enough. Heaven speaks of your glory and the end of your beauty. If I dance, it'll be enough. If I shout, you are, you are the great and mighty God. I don't know what it is. You can continue the song. But I don't know if someone has got some lying down praise and worship. Someone has got some kneeling down. I don't know what you brought to God this morning. But let's just take the minute and do something unscripted, unscheduled. And let's just worship him in the beauty of his holiness. It's not time to remember who's beside you. It's time to proceed into heaven. And join the angels and the 24 elders around the you throne. And just say, Jesus, Jesus. I come beyond my worries and the destinations of my circumstances. You are 
Come on, church, just go ahead and worship him. Just go ahead and worship him. You can do it in a song, you can do it in the lifting up of your hands. But it's not time to be passive or thinking about it. It's just time to focus on God. Hey, cast. Hey. Lord, you know we are nothing without you. You know you are the one who designed us the way we are. And, and so, Lord, we come this Sunday morning just to give you some worship. Ah, come on, church. It's, it's not time to look for vocabulary. Ah, Igbo is okay. Yoruba is okay. I don't know what you brought, but bring something. Bring something. Ah, Karanaboshere de Kastis. I feel tired in my body, but I'm bringing you some worship. Yes, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but Lord, I bring you some worship. Come on, my soul, worship the one. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Come on, church. He's the helper of our destiny. He's the commander of our souls. You are the joy of the whole world. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You are the joy of the whole if you do have a song so maybe your favorite worship song that you want to just sing to God in your voice your own voice I don't know what it is but let's just take another minute I don't know what your song is I don't know if we've sang it today but let's just take the next minute or two and just say Father this is my song it might be a one that you've written yeah testimonies that we're standing because you made a way. We ask that you will speak to us this morning. We thank you for healing. We thank you for strengthening. You know everyone who's come here tonight this morning. And Father, we ask that you will do by your spirit that which you want to do. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. God's people shout a big amen. A huge amen. Let's celebrate Jesus. Thank you, guys. Take your sins. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Help me tell the person next to you, uh, you're very lucky to be sitting beside me today. Uh, yeah, that's very, very. And if you do not introduce yourself to them, if you've been ignoring them in service, just say hi, tell them what your name is. Um, if, they, if they're not talking to you, nod them. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Welcome to church. Today's discussion is about expressing love in marriage. Um, um, a couple of housekeeping things to say. Uh, Drive finishes today, um, and we just want to thank everyone who's come, everyone who's been our guest over the last three weeks. Uh, Pastor Godman joins us in Drive, I think, later in the afternoon. It's going to be terrific. Um, a time as this, um, if you were here a year ago, yeah, yeah. Let's put it. Let's put it together because it's it's a time a, a time like this is is uh, a time as this. Atat is is um, last time we were doing the series. I said it was a world class show, and if you were here, you know it was right. Uh, especially that guy, the priest, when he came out, my my heart, I felt it. I knew. It's, it's, uh, but um, um, I won't be acting this year. Uh, my, my managers reviewed my. I won't. I will not. <laughs> Okay, that hurt my feelings, but it's all right. Um, but it promises to be fantastic. The cast um, um, have been rehearsing, and um, I'd like you to please, so note the date, is October the 2nd, which is a Sunday at 2 o'clock. No, 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 at 5 o'clock. And then October the 3rd, which we anticipate to be a public holiday. It's a Monday. It's two shows, 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock. Now, the one thing I want us to do as members of LifePoint is to please invite people. Um, what we did last year, we said to us, look, 200 of the best seats in the house will be kept for people who we just want, people who won't come to church normally. Um, so it would give us what we call premium VIP tickets. They'll be available from next Sunday. Um, it's, not, it's not about status or anything. It's just about I know that this guy will feel happy if we say I've got your VIP ticket for perhaps what is the best play in Lagos this year. There will be drinks and popcorn, non-alcoholic drinks and popcorn. Um, and then the rest of us will sit and it's, it's around three shows. But it promises to be a terrific time. So spend uh, some time praying about it and um, inviting people already, okay? Um, N70, which is uh, that program where we send out missionaries to the city of Lagos, will kick off later in the month. Um, um, I think on the 24th is what happens when I don't read my announcements properly, but I think it's on the 24th of September. N70 is very simple. We send out 70 people to the city of Lagos to win souls. I was very touched last Sunday. Uh, I think I got a text message in the morning from a gentleman who I had spoken to um, when we went to Freedom Park for, what do you call that thing? Afropolitan, yes. Afro I didn't know that. I've never been there before. But my N70 team took us there. And as, you know, it was one of the people I encouraged under. Then he sent me a text. He said he had just seen me somewhere. And it was almost in a couple of months. And I was like, you know, the seeds we sow are very important. At N70, we will water seeds that people have been sowing. We will sow some seeds. Um, and so what we do is that we set up... Um, seven teams of 10 people. So if you want to volunteer, um, Busola and Nena will be around. They're coordinating it uh, this time. And uh, please write your name down. It's very simple. We'll tell. It's not complex, but it's that we believe very strongly. Our mandate as a church is very missional. We believe very strongly that if our effort can help to prevent someone from going to hell, then we would make that effort, all right? So we'd go out. So um, please register at the end of service and more information will come as time goes on. All right, um, for the men this week, uh, just something to mention very, uh, very quickly. I mean, Pastor Godman was here teaching about how to be an exceptional husband on, son on Thursday. Um, on this Thursday, he will be speaking about how to be an exceptional wife. Um, I'm bringing my wife, my sisters, even my mother if I can get her. <laughs> Every one of them to come, but it's, it's promises to be good. But for the men, I've said every Sunday for this month, I will say one thing that hopefully prepares you to be outstanding when you become a husband. Uh, look for a man around you, just smile at them. All right. If you're a guy, don't try not to smile at other guys. Just, just, it's a bit weird. Just look for a guy, just smile. Just tell him it to be okay. It'll be okay. You can't, you can't do it. For, for the guys, this very small uh, thought that I'm learning is always to reserve some energy for home. This is more practical than anything else, but always to reserve some energy for home. Um, guys, so, so where women come from is a very deep place. A woman can have worked, you know, long hours and still get home tired, but have some emotional energy left for the house. When men are expended because our, our supply chain for emotions is not a lot, we become, we just run out. And what I find curious is that, so we go to work, 
the business of the day, whatever we do. And we wear ourselves out. And unfortunately, we then get home empty. And it doesn't make... When I'm empty, when I get home, um, I don't even want to go upstairs. I, in fact, as I'm packing the car, I'm praying there's nobody downstairs. You know, I just put on the TV. I want to refuel. But it's not fair. Uh, because it then... Um, it then constricts your ability to show love. You are grouchy. You are unable to talk. So I say to people, don't leave the office or whatever business you're doing when you are tired. Leave when there's still some reserve. And it's very important um, as your home gets more complex. So when you then have two or three children, one wife, one wife, one wife. All right? Uh, <laughs> um, and it, it becomes more complex. It's important that you arrive home with energy, willing to engage. And I say this to the men because from my practical experience, it can be difficult. Sometimes the traffic is so bad that you then almost transfer that aggression when you get home. Okay, so please tell some man around you, reserve some energy for home. All right, good. Aha, so how do we express love in marriage? Um, By the way, it's Femi, PFA, uh, and uh, his wife, Bimbos, is their wedding anniversary today, six years. Well done. Where's Bimbo? Bimbo, show us. No, yourself. Show yourself. Wait, no, raise your hand. Oh, that's Bimbo. Okay, congratulations, guys. God bless your home. Amen? You're just halfway where we are. I feel like an elder. <laughs> yes. Because myself and I have been married December now, 12 years. Yeah? I have tried. <laughs> but August done most of the heavy lifting. Uh, I've just been coasting. And that's true. That's very true. I promise you I will not shade you today. Because eh? <laughs> they were withholding some things of mine during the week because I have been shading them in service. So I'm just going to be disciplined. I will not mention, I told you I won't even mention your name. So let's crack that from the day. I'm not going to mention you as much as I can control myself. All right. How do we express love in marriage? It's harder to see God's hand in marriage, in a family, when the two people involved are not expressing love. Um, James, I think it's in 3.16, says, uh, 3.16 says that where there's envy, self-seeking, strife, it says every other kind of evil, every type of evil you can find, exists there. Every evil thing. So think of everything evil, and it thrives in an atmosphere where there is no love. And that perhaps is the big reason why we must express love in marriages. Make sure, as I like to tell couples when I counsel them, that there's no vacancy in your home. When you read Proverbs chapter 8, the adulterous woman who engages with the gentleman, the young chap, trying to seduce him. There's something she says which I tell the couple. She says to him, look, my husband is away. The good man is away. He's taking a long, a, a big pause. He will be away for a couple of days. And I say, um, she begins to suggest that in her home there is a vacancy she's trying to fill. So I say to couples, make sure there are no vacancies at home, right? And both parties are, import, you know, are both jointly responsible for how love is manifested in your home. We, we say, look, do not let the business of marriage, the transactional dimension of marriage, uh, distract you from expressing love. Um, I, I always have believed that it's more important to marry somebody who can love you when it's important to marry somebody who is sexy. I, I said it. Sexy. You've not heard the word before. <laughs> they say it on radio. I didn't know that body count one. No? They were telling me in front. <laughs> um, it's more important to find somebody who is lovely. Has the capacity to love you. Willing to love you. Very important. Willing to love you. And it is to find somebody who is sexy, rich, or famous. Um, someone who is sexy can stimulate erections and orgasms. But someone who loves you can stimulate destiny. Very, very important. And after a while, from what I hear, I haven't gotten there yet. Erections and orgasms don't matter so much anymore. When you're 80, you really, well, I, I don't know but when we get there. But your destiny is more important than that. I, this is one of those places where I would like to say, say to your neighbor, but I just, I'm just going to behave myself. All right? Um, love languages it's very important and um, as they say we all have love languages 
Can I have, um, where's Bambo? Is Bambo in service? Bambo, please come. We'll just have a very short interview. Bambo, Chineye, come. They, they don't love each other like that. That's not. <laughs> and where is, um, where is Nana Long? She gone out. Please come, come. Okay, just let's take mics very quickly, very quickly. Just short interview. I just want to show us something. Very short, quick interview. Pick mics. Pick anyone you want. Bamboo, you pick for the ladies. So, like we do it here at Life Very well behaved. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to ask you about the state of the economy, Nigerian economy. <clears throat> I like you guys um, to please answer me, right? But but you cannot speak English to me, right? Uh, so, uh, Bamboo, what, what do you think about the Nigerian economy? Uh, uh, and all the things that are going on. Pues, um, creo que um, la economía de Nigeria se encuentra en estado ahora. Um, exactly. <laughs> desde el año pasado, um, creo que um, Nigeria está pasando algo. Um, los, 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 los personas aquí están sufriendo por la economía de Nigeria. Mm, mm. <laughs> well said. Uh, Chile, what, what do you think about what Bambo said? I want to be in Hotaroku Road. My name is Kunkim. I am very bona. I am a physicist. I am very high from Bambo. I am very high from Bambo. I am very high from Bambo. Bambo, could you just respond? I don't, I don't, I don't know. You don't seem like you agree with what she said. I don't have any idea. Look at Adich. No, no, no. You want to just jump in, please. The state of it. The state of the economy and what they've voted. Come on, guys, let's get this going. He's made some very critical points. I think he's brought up some dimensions. I like how you took it, and I like how you took it. What do you think the government should do, Nana Long? So, Blepsiba, Muchim Kamsu, Mumang Debineni, Blepshal, the man Peban, Bashal, Shalkat. You're, not talking, you're talking to them. Not, don't look up. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's two points. What else? <laughs> Baba, please respond. I think those are strong points you made. Ha hecho el presidente Muhammadu Bari nada para ayudar a los nigerianos. Creo que está muy difícil para él porque por las malas prácticas de la administración anterior. Guyong Buhari Chiname. Chine, last words. So, si hen no le va a presidente Muhammadu Bari. ¿Cómo es que se ha hecho? ¿Cómo es que se Let's put our hands together for them. Thank you so much. It's very instructive and deep. Um, if you didn't catch it, uh, Bambo speaking Spanish, Igbo, and um, not long was that one? Marianne. Marianne. Okay. Um, and I agree with most of what they said. Uh, the very deep point about what they thought Buhari should do. I just said, look, this is what I've been saying since. And I had them do this because we all have love languages. The challenge is that, and we would come to that very quickly is that your confidence or fluency in your love language does not guarantee that love will be expressed in your home. Because these three people were very fluent in their languages. Um, they say that most people have at least two dominant love languages. Our love languages are there, essentially the comfortable way, our default way, that we express and we perceive or receive love. Um, very quickly, I'm sure you probably heard this once before, it's um, acts of service, the giving of gifts, 
quality time, words, words of affirmation, and then physical touch. And no, physical touch does not necessarily mean sex. Uh, God speaks all the love languages. So I think Paul in Ephesians 3 says that I wish that you guys pray for the church. We'll get to the place where you understand the multi-dimensions of God's love. God gives the best gifts. He will serve us with his life. He wants to spend time with us. God speaks all of them. But we are not, and you'll find out very quickly, we are not multilingual like that. Help me ask your neighbor, what is your love language or what are your love languages? Well, she's asking you, now speak to her. <laughs> no, tell them, tell them, tell them what your love language, what the primary ones are. Um, I am a, I, I, uh, gifts are a big deal for me and words of affirmation. If I love you, I will give to you. I, um, and words, I, I like to, I like to talk. I like to write. I, it's okay, we finished that part. Focus. I like to talk. So I'm very, I can be expressive with words. So sometimes I all then over talk. It's not hard for me to say I love you, right? I can just look at you, ah, for I love you very much. I love you very much. You know, it's not hard. I, I come to that place where I, I say words, but I mean them deeply. And I give gifts. I, I'm happy to go home having given out everything I came to church with. That's how I thrive. When I give gifts, I do hampers. I don't just do one. Not. <laughs> um, I, I give gifts. I may... But, but you need to get to the place where you become multilingual to successfully communicate love in your marriage. To insist on being communicated to in your love language only means that you run the risk of not um, appreciating your spouse's expressions of love. And so that's Bamboo speaking Spanish. And you know, it doesn't matter how loud he speaks it. Chinaya ain't getting any of it. She don't understand. And then Chinaya tries to speak Igbo even louder. And you do that, what's it? Izoku, what's that thing? Izoku, with the exclamations. But it still doesn't help. In fact, to insist on communicating only in your love language means that you run the risk of your own love expressions being unappreciated. And it is a very frustrating place to be, to be expressing love and for it not to be appreciated. In fact, I think there's a lot of, uh, we'll call it inefficiency or energy, in homes because you have two people who genuinely like or love each other and trying to express love to themselves. But... It's not coming across. And so, very simply, this is very important, is that you must get to the place where, A, you understand what your spouse's love language is, and you must get to the place where you are comfortable enough to at least transact in that love language. A, so that you know when they're showing you love, and B, uh, you can even try. In fact, I say that some of our strongest expressions of love will not be in our own primary love language. Because our primary love language comes natural to us. But when we step out of our primary love language and begin to speak the love language of another person, it's where we begin to tread on deep expressions or deep waters of love. Um... So you need to be a student of your spouse and understand what language are they actually speaking. Is it Spanish? Is it Meringue? I'd never heard of that language before. I'm just going to take it that you say it's a language. You have heard of it? No? Okay. <laughs> um, but what language? So, for example, she who should not be mentioned uh, speaks um, um, quality time. So what happens is when she spends 30 minutes with me, 
of her busy schedule, she's showing me love. But I'm a gift person. And while she's been showing me love, and she lives there, oh wow, I just loved him. I'm, 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 I just spent some time with her. Okay, nice. Maybe she was free. You know. <laughs> and when I give her gifts, and this is, anybody would, I mean, should tell you this, is I give her gifts. Not only am I giving her, I'm like, open it now, open it. So, if you want to just drive me crazy, I buy you a gift, then you just leave it. Ha! Hey! You know, my heart, like, you know, it's, you have, it's like you use the hammer, you know? Or I say something, and you say, uh, you're just saying, ah. It, it, uh, and and uh, funny enough, she also does words of affirmation, so I think it's, it's useful. And someone will say, okay, so it, maybe the efficient thing to do is just to marry somebody up front who understands your love language. The challenge is that attraction is not like that. Attraction is logically upside down, so we would typically marry people who are unlike us. That's what attracts us. And then, a couple of years into the marriage, that's what annoys us. That's how the chemical works. So a quiet person will look for somebody who is just bubbly, shouting up and down. So I just love it. It just, just completes me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Language is important. So Genesis 11, you would read. Oh, wow. My money to stop working, so I actually think I have time. Genesis 11, you would read about what you know, God says about language. He says, um, verse 6, And the Lord said, Behold, indeed the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to, and this is what they begin to do now. He said, Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand each other's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. And so this understanding about love language is primary when we discuss how to express love. You must be an expert in understanding. And so how do I love uh, my wife? I love to buy gifts for her. And I have sometimes, I then sacrifice to buy the gifts. But as annoying as it sounds, I get better points for speaking to her in her love language than I do from all the gifts. Yeah? As I come to that realization, I realize that it might have been cheaper for me all these 12 years. <laughs> but, so when I deliberately spend time with her, it is easier for her to process the fact that I love her. And so, again, two people can stay together, sit together, love each other, but just be speaking Spanish and, and evil. And the louder they shout, the more frustrated they become so words, words are important. Words, I said it last week, words are a primary form of communication. And I say that regardless of what your love language is, or love languages are, the dominant ones, that the use of words must be something you do. Um, it's, it's critical that you say, I love you. It is so just no, not telling anybody, just practice saying it. Say, I love you. Say it, not telling anybody, just say it. <laughs> Come on, say, I love you. Okay, say it with some attitude. Say, I love you. I'm, I'm saying this, some people are refusing. What is it? <laughs> say, I really, really love you. Okay, all right. You know, for example, I mean, years ago, I got into Lagos, I wasn't living on this side of town. I wasn't driving a jeep. I was in the bus. And you know that they don't speak this lucky English in the bus. The conductors don't understand it. You know when you want to come down, you know what you need to say. You know you can be saying, I'm going to come down here. You know they can be driving. <laughs> no, you know, you know, after a while, you, you, you know, you're like, this is my stop. This is my stop. I ain't hearing that. The, the bus is moving. After a while, you realize that you have to shout what? Oh, wow. <laughs> You learn the love language quickly <laughs> as you end up in first stack. In fact, 
After, and this, I didn't speak any Yoruba, but after a while, there are phrases. You know when they're demanding from money from the front, right? It's Owoda Waju, right? <laughs> and from the back, it's Owoda Lane. You, you, you didn't tell boss? <laughs> okay, but, that, but you pick up the phrases, and it's so important how that you then, you might not speak your spouse's love language perfectly, but you then get to the place where you can pick out phrases. You can say, Owoda Waju, Owa, Owoda Lane. That's where most of my Yoruba stops. But it's important that we then get to the place where we don't confuse language with content. So the language is meant to help us communicate content. Last week I touched on this a bit, the fact that the sharing of emotions and communication of those emotions is a place where Africans and men so African men especially, are not comfortable. I like how when Paul speaks to the church in Ephesus on the, his farewell speech to them, he says to them, I have not withheld from you anything that is helpful. Acts 20, 20, the first couple of verses. When he speaks to the church in Corinth, in 2 Corinthians 6, we read this last week, 2 Corinthians 6, 11 to 13, he says, we have spoken freely to you Corinthians. And open wide our hearts. We are not withholding our affection from you. He says, but you are withholding yours from us. He says, as a fair exchange, I speak to you as my children. Open wide your hearts also. So, that which you, so I can mindlessly speak my love language. I can give a gift. But what happens is that for you to express love properly, it needs to be filled with emotion and heart. Love actually requires, expressing love requires the investment of our hearts. In fact, I like to say that the expression of love is more an exercise of discipline than it is romantic. For a number of us, our, I don't know if you guys caught Indian films when you were younger, but that framed for us what expression of love is all about. At least for me, in Benin. I don't know why they were always running around a garden, destroying flowers and singing. But that's, you know, that's romantic. There are no flowers in our neighborhood, most of us. And if your neighbor saw you pursuing your wife around, <laughs> singing a song and pluck, you know, plucking leaves and just giving to her, they will have you guys on Instagram and Twitter very quickly. But your heart needs to be in it. And I know that there are people, and this is, you know, someone is saying, oh, we're in church. What's all this discussion about love? We're going to come to it. Because as I prepared for this, I realized that one of the reasons why we get married is because God wants to remind your spouse of himself. And so you are essentially a constant representation of the love and the nature of God in the life of the person that you marry. So you're constantly meant to reinforce that which God has been saying to them. I like how Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, we read verse 1 to 3, he says, I can speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, no content, no heart. He said, I am like sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. In fact, he says, I can give everything I have, every single thing I have, and I can even join my body to be burnt. He says, but if there's no love in it, he says, I gain nothing. So, to learn how to bring your heart out, not for everybody, but for the one who you are married to, is extremely important. Um, Love is a powerful thing. In fact, in Philippians 2, I stumbled on what I thought was a very lovely definition of love, in a sense. Expression of love. Philippians 2, 3 to 4. Uh, I think Shoma uh, referred to this when she led prayers in the morning. It says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. It says, let each of you, verse 4, 
look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 5 that says, Love is not self-seeking. It does not, one translation, it does not insist on its own way. Men, if I should speak to you, you are the head of the home. But one of the things you must provide leadership on or in, in your house, is the expression of love. And it means that as a man who is leading in love, you will constantly relegate your interests and your priorities. In fact, I like to say that love reorders our preference protocol. Love reorders. So forget this, because the way we perceive love has always been what you take and what the other person gives. But love reorders it's, it's the other person first. Love is really about sacrifice. And I say that marriage is a call to give our best to our spouse. The best of our efforts, our time, our attention. Your spouse should be the chief or primary benefactor and witness of your love language. I was saying, myself and I were teaching a marriage course uh, Friday. And I was just reminding the couples how it happens very quickly, subtly, that there's always a temptation to love your children more than you love your spouse eventually. Some of us here, men, are our mother's unofficial boyfriends. You know it. She couldn't commit adultery or go out, but she took a boyfriend in you. Uh, and some of the daughters are their father's second wives, or maybe third, depending on how many other women in the house. The challenge is that when we then get married, we replicate it. Because, like I was saying, I've got a daughter, pretty girl, turned eight on Friday. What happens when you get a daughter? It's like you get a, an upgrade of your former model. The former model is good, very good. Dear. <laughs> but you, you just suddenly, and, and this one doesn't have frills. This one doesn't nag you about. Not, not nag. Doesn't. Uh, you put me in trouble. Doesn't. Yeah, Femi, Femi's wife doesn't nag him about. <laughs> just say, let me include you in the trouble now. Okay, but this, this one doesn't ask you questions. Don't hard questions, you know. So it's always loving. There's no stress, you know, like that, you know, so you just, you just fall in love, it's so easy, this one doesn't keep you accountable, doesn't say what you're doing is not right, it's not daddy, uh. and, um, and the same thing for women with their sons and sometimes with their daughters, and even our friends, extended family, should not be the chief benefactory, or benef people who benefit the most from your love language. Um, forgiveness is important when it comes to expressing love. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Next week we talk about conflict resolution. So I think I'll pack that into. Um, prayer is a huge way of expressing love. I always say here in church, I'm sure you heard me say, that you don't pray for people you talk bad about. And it's hard to talk bad about people you pray for. In fact, I always say that you get closer to the people you pray for and pray with. Which was why when, it was an old Uniben uh, thing, it was when the brother could get the sister into a place where, let's just pray together for five minutes. Just have some things on my mind. Once the sister just agreed, it was to move from the spirit to the physical. And it means if someone does ask you, please pray for me, sometimes it's just saying, please I like you, just, I want to tell you in a spiritual way. You know. You actually have locus standing, the lawyers will say, in the lives of your spouse. The life of your spouse. And so your prayer is, you can, you have authority to ask God for specific things in the life of your spouse. Um, I need to put all this together and tell you why it's important, especially as Christians. Um, 
as Christians, we're called to raise a different type of family and home. As Christians, our homes should model God. Ephesians chapter 5, Apostle Paul is very clear about it. He says, it's supposed to show people how Jesus Christ and the church relate. And that is a huge challenge. It means that there should be night and darkness type distinction between the homes of people who are Christians and the homes of people who are not Christians. I know that not all of us are very big on love. And I know that a number of us have seen all sorts of funny models of love shown to us. And some of us have no models at all. I did not see my father wake up in the morning with a tray of food and coffee and sway to my mother's room singing Sonia Day's favorite love song and just say, my dear Effie, my mom's name, I just want to tell you I love you. And I just brought this. I'm sure my mother would just bolted out of the bed <laughs> believing that something had gone wrong. My father tried to be romantic. He had his moments. But it wasn't the finish the phone call, I love you, text, no, it wasn't, that wasn't going on. And I don't know what has been modeled before you. Um, the Bible says in Proverbs 4, to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it proceed the issues of life. I would like to say that our capacity from lo of, for love comes from the very same place where we also source energy for the other affairs of life. And you see, the biggest thing for me this afternoon is understanding that as you cultivate the fruits of the Spirit and your relationship with God, you actually do receive capacity to be a loving person. The love that sustains a marriage is not the erotic love. It's not the one that makes your heart beat like a drum when the person shows up. It's not that emotional one. It's the sacrifice in love. When you read Paul's uh, Ephesians 5, he says, you know, for men to love their wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So I, I say to men, please understand what that means. It means that you say to this person, I'm willing to invest me so that the promise that you represent will come to pass. And that's exactly the same thing she says to you. But I notice that not all of us have that would have some of you, they were buying roses and flowers in your house. Lucky you. I don't think they even had roses in Benin, the whole town. I believe that there's a way you have to work with God to understand what... I, the sense I get is that for some people, we've built up resentment, for example, in our hearts malice in our hearts or bitterness and it, it does impact your ability to love people and so I say please protect your heart from malice from resentment, from weariness from bitterness I don't know who's hurt you in the past I don't know what the guy did I don't know what past experiences have damaged that place and you built a fence around so sometimes, even when in church, we say, oh, smile at the person next to you. In your heart, you just make the sign of the cross and say, say lie. I'm not doing any such thing. Okay, smile at the person next to you. <laughs> you see? You see? <laughs> but there is that relationship you have with God that then primes up the love that, you know, so when when God meets us, he, one of the things he does is that he changes our language. In fact, as you mature as a Christian, you begin to find that you are able to receive love better, to identify love better, and to appreciate love better. And life is extremely painful and difficult without love. Um, you can have lots of money. I mean, and you can check online. There are loads of very successful people who are very unhappy. Love does make the world a much better place. The Bible says in Romans 5, but hope does not disappoint 
because God's love has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I would like us to pray this morning into the afternoon and we'll close the service and just ask God for the ability to love if you are married already to love your spouse like nobody else can and if you're not married yet you have your eyes on her on him you're going to marry five years two years one year ask God for the capacity to love ask him to help you get rid of anything that stands in the way of your ability to love. Ask him. Ask him that he would help you come to the place where love flows out of the very depths of your heart, unrestricted, unrestrained. It says because love never fails. Ask God for the intelligence to speak in new languages. For someone you've loved before and it was, it, you've been hurt because you loved. Ask God for healing. When people are grieving, when they are anxious or depressed, it's difficult for them to be truly loving. But I'd like you to please pray today. Ask God to make you a person who loves indeed. Philippians, he says that they would not consider their interests first. Ask God to give you a listening ear, um, the lips of a Leonard. Ask God uh, that he would fill your life and your heart with his love. That is the original one, with his love. For you know where your heart feels a lack of love and ask God to help you this morning. Just go ahead and pray. Follow me, please come. You love me thank you for loving me and you hold me while we sing this song just continue and talk to God and don't just get lost in the song but please please so if you want to pray in the spirit for a bit just go ahead and pray in the spirit but I'd like this to be a discussion between you and God this morning you Someone in service today, everyone is praying, heads are bowed. And you say, look, um, Idris, I would like you to please pray with me. Because the place where I love, where my love comes from, has is, is, is been tampered with uh, bad things that happened to me. And I'd like everyone to please, because it's a, it's, it really is a private moment. Just let's, let's pray, bow our heads. Just something that makes people comfortable to respond to this prayer. Where you say, look, it is, I'm not even sure if I know how to love because no one has really loved me. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your circumstances are. But there's a scripture in Psalm 91, if you read from verse 3 down for you, because God is your protector. He's the one who rewards your love and the one who loves you. I want to pray for healing 
this morning for such people. You don't even have to stand up, but if you put your hand upon your heart this morning, and we're just going to pray together, say, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Everyone whose hands are on their heart, asking, Lord, that you would touch the very core where the devil has messed with, where circumstances have caused our hearts to be broken, where it seems like we no longer have the capacity to love and appreciate people, where we are scared of receiving love. Our Father, we stand in the name of our Lord Jesus and we command healing today. We ask, Father, that the eyes of our understanding be opened and let us see you and the fact that you love us like no other person can. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, you sent your son to die for us. Our Father, we ask that you would fill us with your love. Let us know how high, how deep, how wide. Uh, let us know the dimensions of the love that you have for us. Lord, speak comfort to our hearts. Lord, help us to interpret things which have happened properly. Lord, give us new dreams and new visions, new circumstances, new relationships, new friendships. I pray in the name of Jesus that miracles of love will happen. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you will bring someone into a season of love. Not just romantic love, but a season when they express love like never before. And where they are in the place where they are free, Father, to receive love. Father, to you will be all the glory and all the praise. We thank you. And, and to that person who is in service tonight, you might have come in this morning and you've come in after I get given the first altar call. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We want to ask, it's the most wonderful thing, the most wonderful expression of love. Uh, that God himself will hunt you down even before you were created. He would, he would wait in the corners of the earth, knowing that Kemi was going to be born and knowing that there was a problem that already separated half from him. And he gave his only begotten son that if you would receive him in your heart, in faith, and you would confess with your mouth, the Bible says that you become born again. Anybody who was not here earlier, I'd like you to please stand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. And just please stand, anyone, and we'll say that prayer together. I am not born again. I'm separated from God. I can feel it in my heart. I know that, you know, things are not properly uh, arranged between me and God.